Hi everyone, you're listening to Tailgating with Kevin and Oren. Alright, welcome back for another edition of Tailgating with Kevin and Oren. And I say Kevin and Oren because Dave Oberhelman is still on assignment. Uh, but my name is Kevin Schmidt. I'm here with Oren Schwarz. And we are prep sports writers in the Daily Herald's DuPage County Sports Department. And uh, we are back with another edition of Tailgating with Kevin and Oren. And we are in the middle of June, which I cannot believe. But it's actually an exciting time because uh, in the midst of all this pandemic stuff, we actually have some stuff going on football-wise. And uh, that's why we are pleased to be joined this week by Naperville North football coach Sean Drendel. And... uh, they got going today. It, it is Monday, June 15th that we're recording, and uh, they actually were out there early, early, 6.45 or something like that, to do uh, to do their conditioning. So, uh, Sean Drendel, Naperville North football coach, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. How was it out there? I mean, I know it's uh, it's kind of a different, uh, different thing we're going through right now, but what was it like to be out there with, with all your guys today? Well, I mean, I mean, first and foremost, you know, we weren't, we weren't actually, we didn't have a football out there. We didn't have uh, any uh, football dummies or any of that stuff. So it was really, it was just conditioning and and some body movements and and trying to get our kids um, off the couch and back on the field a little bit. And we're we're slowly progressing them back in and and trying to do it in the safe way. Um, the night. The nice piece was that we were back on the field with our players, and you're able to see some face, some not close face-to-face interaction, but some interaction with with your team, and and your players were able to, you know, be with their teammates. And I think that, um, you know, I think that's a piece that's missed a lot by a lot of people. It's the social interaction and the emotional stuff that these kids are going through. So it, it was really nice to be on the field. Yeah, and I know uh, I, I talked to Naperville North Athletic Director Bob Quinn last week, and it, it sounds like this was a pretty dialed-in situation, uh, really organized. Um, the distancing, the masks, the check-in, the temperatures, it sounds like you guys kind of had this uh, this all ready to go in, in terms of trying to do it safely. Did it, did, it feel, uh, did it feel like it was pretty organized out there? Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a process. I mean, that... that... At one point, it, it seemed like a little bit of organized chaos to, just to start it, but, you know, we took temperatures. We had a list of questions for each kid that we had to check them in before they went on. Um, when they're in check-ins, they had to have the masks um, until we got to the field where we had some some more social distancing. We had boxes um, for pods of nine players in each box, uh, each you know, perfectly separated out, painted on almost like football lines, but there were boxes on our fields. So it was it was uh, well done. Our strength coaches uh, did a great job. Kevin Benajas and Jason McCrowski had, you know, what we wanted to work on and, and the proper allotment of time that kids got started, you know, not rushing them into too much, but definitely getting them going. So, you know, they did it for all athletics. We had 
you know, at the end of the day, we I think we had something like 300, 350 athletes out there, which is amazing. We had 100 and almost 140 football players, which wow. is great. Um, so we were we were super excited about how things progressed, and our, our kids got some work done. 140. That's that's really impressive. Um, so you get the sense that kids are ready to kind of, even if it's just this basic conditioning, they're they're ready to kind of get after it. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about kids who've been cooped up at home, and you know, we've done we've done a lot of uh, discussing with our kids about the proper things to do um, that we shouldn't be in big groups, uh, you know, going to play catch or throwing the ball or you know, um, trying to keep social distancing in our school, you know, lock down our fields and all that stuff. So, you know, our our school district was pretty stern about you know, not coaching your kids and keeping that social distancing until the time was ready. And when they gave us the time was ready, we were prepared to get our kids back out and get after it. Orrin, you want to jump in here? Yeah, Coach, do you feel safe out there? And do you feel like your kids are safe in, in these small bunches? You know, I, I mean, to be honest, Orrin, does any, no one really knows. Um, what we went through was the safest protocol that we know. And that was, you know, the mask on when we were in close proximity. Um, you know, our boxes were perfectly aligned where you could have nine kids with six feet of social distancing in between each one. Um, the, the next group was 15 feet away. So, you know, there's enough social distancing to be another group. So, I mean, like we had everything well documented, well orchestrated and, and ready to go and our you know our buildings and grounds guys did a great job our athletic director did a great job and our strength and conditioning coaches did an outstanding job do you have um or yeah to, to answer that question i i felt as safe as as the knowledge we know is. yeah and um you know and that that's where we're at we you know I, like i told our coaches we gotta we gotta find a way that we're prepared to play you know i in August against Bennett Academy that, you know, last week in, in August. So, um, we got to get our kids ready and our, our job is to make them the mo- most prepared that we can. We got to do the best with the situation we have. And we, we've been doing that since March, you know, with, we've had some meetings, we've had guest speakers, we've tried to be engaged with our players, um, with, without having actual face to face, uh, interaction yeah and how, how has that gone because i know there there are a lot of football programs out there doing the the virtual workouts where um i know you can't do football specific drills in in what you're doing it you know like what you did at naperville north today and it's just basic general conditioning um but with the virtual workouts uh you are able to do more football specific stuff um in terms of you know drills or whatever are have you been doing much of that in the last couple of weeks or has it has it been not the path that you've been going the way i mean we've been we've been pretty involved with our kids um you know we we've been having some installs we've been putting in plays we've uh we've worked on character we've worked on leadership um all things that you know especially some things that kind of i don't want to think it glossed over or missed but when you're when you only have football, you know you you feel like your time is um, 
wasted if you're not doing football type things where you know during this COVID we had opportunities to bring in guest speakers to talk about what it was like to play for Naperville North you know we had former NFL guys that or current NFL guys that played for us that talked about their experiences and allowed kids to ask questions and and kind of those types of things and those are things that you may not have time for you know but we had having James O'Shaughnessy or Matt LaCoste or Corey McEwen or Osan Tongo or Zach Caney, I mean, all great names of our past sit on a meeting and talk to our kids for an hour. More than likely, we don't get those opportunities during the season, um, especially with the current guys playing in the NFL. And we had those, you know, now, and our kids could ask questions. And those experiences are different than what we've had before, but it also taught us a lot about our program and where we're at. And I think it showed our kids, you know, how much it means to be a Husky. So, you, I mean, obviously you'd, you'd like to be out there doing all your football stuff, but it sounds like the trade-off was, was pretty worthwhile because you're you're kind of hitting on some other things. Yeah, you get it. I mean, getting the opportunity to talk about leadership and having a leadership conference with your players and the opportunity to talk about character and you know things that are going on you know that those things you don't really have opportunities during the season when you're teaching football you got some but just not as 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 much time and so we've taken advantage of those things and we you know we're trying to we definitely want to build a great football player but we also want to build a great young man and and we're we're using the time that's been provided as an opportunity you know, that's been our discussion with our players, that these are opportunities that we have and let's take advantage of the opportunities we have and let's take advantage of the situation we're in rather than saying, oh, I can't believe we can't do this and this and this. How about how about look at it as we, we're able to do this and we're able to do this and we're able to do this. So um, that's what, kind of our approach, and I think we've done a good job with it. Oren, you want to jump in? Yeah, it- Coach, obviously, you guys didn't have any spring sports. You're, you're multi-sport athletes, and you know they're not running from camp to a baseball game or a basketball camp or whatever. Do you, do you sense that they're physically and mentally fresher right now than usual? It's a great, Corin. It's a great question. Um, I think. I mean, we had just one day of seeing them movement. The kids who took the time to still run, still lift or build a weight rack in their basement or in their garage. Um, those kids have done a great job and they took advantage of an opportunity to, if you were a two-sport kid or a three-sport kid, you might be beaten down. You might be a little banged up at this time of year. Instead, they're really healthy. Um, they're really strong and they've taken advantage of the situation. Now. You know, the same goes for the kids that don't have the opportunities to do those things. You know, we, we did have a lifting program in from March until May that was body weight oriented. And if you took advantage of it, you, you were still able to at least keep where you were at, if not make some gains. And uh, the kids who took advantage of that have done a great job and look great. And, you know, like you said, there's, there's really no... There's not a whole bunch of injuries that you're dealing with or fatigue and that type of stuff. So 
I think our kits look pretty pretty good today. We had some tired puppies, but we, we look pretty good. And hopefully that'll pay off down the line if, if your injuries this fall, maybe, you think? Well, I mean, one of one of the advantages I think that we have is we had a lot of juniors play last year. So there's a lot of kids who knew what it took, um, who've been working super hard to get to this point and working really hard to play their senior year up until March. And that a lot of those kids didn't, they didn't take any time off from there. They just kept working. And I think, uh, you know, you'll see, I think we'll reap the benefits of having a young team last year to a, a older team, more mature team this year. How come, how come you never say that I ask good questions? Uh, I, I mean, I've known you so long, I, I don't know. If, have you asked me one? Jeez, <laughs> unbelievable. I'm just kidding, Kevin. You have every question you ask. It's a great question. All right. So it's just a given that I ask great questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to ask you about, because uh, I, I talked to a lot of coaches and just, you know, find out how things are going and stuff. It, is there a concern at all with the, the disconnect there seems to be between IHSA sports and club and travel sports right now? Because all you have to do is go on Twitter for five seconds and you see, you know, whether it's basketball, baseball, or seven-on-seven football or football uh, camps or whatever, you know, the, the private trainers and all this. Kids are out there mingling and doing stuff a lot outside the parameters of high school. Is there a general concern of the impact that might have in terms of maybe kids not being as safe as they should be and not having the, the regulations and the guidelines that you have at, at the high school level, you know, with, within the framework of the high school? Well, I mean, you, you just hope your, your kids are... In my opinion, you hope your kids are doing the right thing. You hope you've taught them and are, are, you know, we have a great group of parents. You hope that they understand what all those things meant in terms of shelter in place and how we were supposed to go about ourselves. And I I think we, I think our kids did a great job. But you also don't want to, I don't want to deter a kid who's worked his tail off all year and, and stop him from, pursuing his goals of what he wants. And so, you know, we, we definitely, we didn't encourage our kids, um, but our, I definitely, you know, I'm, who am I to tell a kid that he can't go see a trainer? Um, there's definitely benefits of that if they do things the right way. You know, those are, that, that's his own business, and, uh, his family's own business, so it's not, it's not my place to tell him he can't do that. As far as like the seven on seven, I, I mean, most of the seven on sevens I know were closed down until just recently. Um, and I think, uh, you know, for the most part, they've done the right things. And uh, there is a definite benefit of those kids getting out and getting work in. Um, and, and we do see it from those kids. You know, of course, as a high school coach, I would like more time for me. And the IHSA to allow us more, more time, but you know we got to do things on a, a on a whole another basis as the IHSA. We have, I think, I don't want to say different rules, but a little bit more watchful eye over us. And and like we said at Neighborhood North, we're going to do things the right way. So you know, Coach Strendel wasn't out coaching his kids. Um, 
and we weren't open up our field. Our field wasn't open. Those types of things. We we just kind of we went about the way we do things, and we do things the right way. So um, we're super proud of how our kids handled the situation, and I think moving forward, we're we're in a good spot. And judging by our numbers today, we did a lot of good things um, to have that many kids show up today. And, just like our other sports, you know, I mean, our cross country teams and those teams, I mean, they had a ton of kids out there too. Um, and that, that's the right way, you know, so we're super proud of our kids and how they reacted today and how they get, got after it when the time was right. And we, we've been holding them off for that and we finally got to it. So it's a good question, Kevin. I mean, actually an outstanding question. Outstanding, outstanding is better than great, right? Right. Yes. Most of them. Okay, cool. This is a pandering welcome zone, by the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Say that again, or I didn't catch it. All pandering is welcome here. Right, right. <laughs> um, actually, the uh, the HSA board said today that the there will be 20 contact days, and uh, there won't be a dead period in early August anymore. Um, so if things loosen up, it sounds like you'll have at least some opportunity to try to try to get some stuff done, but. Uh, um, by the same token, everyone's in the same boat, so I don't know if it's going to make a big difference anyway, but uh, at least that's something, right? Yeah, I mean, you, we would love to get some, just some reps of run and plays and, and that type of stuff, but unfortunately, I'm old enough to know a time when, when you didn't have summer camps. So, yeah, right. you know, there is, some, there is some where, you know, I read some guys going, well, if we don't have summer camp, we can't have a season, you know, it, there was a time in the state of Illinois where there was no, where you couldn't have summer camp. And uh, first, I, I know it seems crazy, but we were able to actually have a football season. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, to me, yes, it's great, and I hope we get those times. But we also want to keep in mind, you know, there's still families that need a vacation week, and there's still some things that have to happen. Um, that allow kids to recover properly and stuff like that. So we won't be like gangbusters and, and I don't even know if they'll allow us to wear pads. I got to read the information, but we won't be gangbusters and tackling every day and doing that type of stuff, even if it was allowed. Cause we want to be ready for when we play pennant, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to be ready for August 10th. We want to be ready for when we actually play pennant. Yeah. Orrin, you got something? Yeah, and I guess I'm wondering, and this is another excellent question coming your way, Sean. Uh, but not just, outstanding. <laughs> just how, how long you think you can keep the kids' interest just doing conditioning drills? Uh, you're going to have them the week to a week, right? Well, you know, as, as you guys should know, during this whole thing, we've kind of taken the approach, even back in March, we kind of took the approach that we're going to kind of take things two or three weeks at a time. Um, so, you know, our, our goal with this period is to go through these next three weeks. And then we hope we open it up. Um, we've even, you know, we've kind of, we've pretty much explained out to our kids what the schedule looks out like. Um, but beyond those three weeks, it's to be announced and we're, things are going to change and we're trying to, you know, so those types of things, you know, you hope, your kids see the light at the end of the tunnel and that that comes with you know 
we're going we're probably gonna, just going to go an hour right now, you know, for a couple weeks to get our legs back under us, and then you know maybe we go for an hour and a half or two hours for a couple weeks, and then maybe we get into football camp. So like we do have a a pretty good approach and trying to keep our legs and try to keep kids um, where they have the end prize in, in their in their sights. And, you know, today we had that many kids. You know, the, the next day is the most important to me, and tomorrow if we can have that many kids or a couple more, great. Um, we really feel good about today, but that, do, that doesn't mean tomorrow is going to be perfect. So we, we'll, we'll approach it tomorrow, and hopefully we're at the same number. I know um, as a staff, you know, uh, Bob Quinn and uh, your strength and conditioning guys and your athletic trainers and everyone, it, it seemed like you were, you were really forward thinking about getting to this point today. Um, have, have you talked about or started planning for uh, the next stage and what that might look like? Because, I mean, honestly, I think it's June 26th or something that we might go to phase four with Restore Illinois. And I know the... Uh, the IHSA Sports Medicine Committee submitted its next proposal to the Department of Health to get approval. Um, have Have you started the planning for the next stage of things yeah. opening up a little bit? Definitely. I mean, we started the planning. You know, if we look all the way back to March, you know, we we had a couple different plans in place from a football standpoint of what we might be able to do and when we might be able to do it. Um, we kind of got pushed back a little bit. We were hoping to be June 1st with B&I campus and all that. And, we, you know, but we had a plan for if we could start on June 1st. We had a plan if we could start June 15th. You know, we had another plan that it, maybe we weren't starting until July 5th, you know. So we kind of had some plans all in place as we go. Um, and we, like I said, we kind of look at them a little bit differently than maybe other people do, but it's one of those summers that I've told our parents, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll attack things as they come to us and, you know, we'll kind of look at them at two and three week blotches and, uh, kind of go from there. And so we do have, we do have plans in place. Uh, I'd, I'd rather tell my team before I tell you guys, um, what those <laughs> might be. So, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys that, I, you know, I believe they should know first. Um, but we do, have, we do have an idea of where we want to go after this phase. We probably, I mean, even if the city opens, the city and state open it up, we probably won't start our next phase until July 5th. So we're, we might be a week behind, which is okay. Um, I think, you know, I, I love that we were a week late on this part because I think it uh, it allowed us to get it right and have great protocols and keep our kids safe and our and our you know our players families safe and our community safe and so I, I think we want to we went about this in a great approach in a great way and that comes from our leadership I, I mean no one listens to this podcast so this can just all be off the record you can you can just detail all your plans and you know no one no one will hear we promise not to tell. Yeah, we won't tell anyone. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, it probably it probably looks something along the lines of 
our conditioning and our strength training increases for a couple weeks uh, as we work through that. And we'll probably go, you know, I would guess the last two weeks of, of the season we'll look at at, um, at getting to some football and putting in some plays and stuff like that. So, you know, that that's how I would look at it. It's not a, you know, definite situation, and nor do I think that our state going to phase four is a definite situation either. So, you know, you kind of got to be on your toes and ready to go. Um, but, you know, we got to get approval from our district and, and some of those things. So, you know, we check all the boxes before we uh, before we finalize anything. Well, not not to be a spoiler alert or anything, but I hope you have a ton of footballs and a ton of cleaner because uh, I think that's going to be key to the next uh, phase here. Yeah, it, it would be uh, very interesting to see that. You know, like our weight room guys are hoping we can get in the weight room, and I said, you know, that that involves a lot of cleaning. And um, as uh, Mrs. Drendel knows, Coach Drendel's not a great cleaner, so <laughs> I think uh, I think we probably should. Uh, we want to be. We want to make sure we're safe and do things the right way. So you know, that's our approach, and we're that's how Naperville North handles everything. I think we do things in a first class operation all the time and we do it the right way so we will we will whatever states if it states uh, a ton of footballs then there will be a ton of footballs if it states a ton of cleaners you know we'll get them out we'll get them clean too so i can't even find that's a, how we go. i can't even find Say a bottle of, i can't even find a bottle of 409 anywhere so i don't know where everyone's finding these cleaners so if anyone's got a but bottle you know, of 409 yeah. out there we were forward enough thinking that we, um, you know, we had 20 of those uh, thermometers that don't, you know, touch the skin. They're the gun thermometers. You know, we are, we ordered a bunch of buffs so our kids could have, um, you know, masks that were a little less constricting. Now, oh. unfortunately, those didn't have, we ordered those, uh, I think, over about a month ago, and we still haven't gotten those. But... You know, we, we've been pretty forward-thinking um, with our orders, and uh, maybe I should put in my 409 order right now. For me, I just um, need one bottle. Sure just one bottle for me, that's all I need. One bottle. I'll, I'll get you one. Okay, okay. Thank, thank you, thank you. Oren, you got something? I'm just wondering what the black market is for all those masks and cleaners and everything like that. Yeah, but, uh, say that again, Oren. I, I was just making a joke about the black market for all those uh, cleaners and masks. <laughs> you guys if you got any with uh, we're looking for some buffs with some orange and blue and maybe a dog on it is what we're looking for. <laughs> there you go. It, it sounds like you guys have spent a whole lot of time in meetings, just planning and trying to figure out plans and trying to figure out what plans you have to plan and planning for plans and backup plans what? to the backup plans. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, in our coaching staff. I know agrees with us. We we've done more more planning and more work in the spring and early summer than we probably ever have in terms of you know you got to put everything onto a virtual world and have your workouts ready and all that stuff and the planning has been it's been a lot more work than than you're normally used to and I I prefer to be out just coaching kids and having interactions and, you know, having that personal relationship and 
stuff like that. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do to try to get yourself to move forward. And I think our, our kids have accepted that and done a great job with it. So have our coaches. I, I mean, you know, we've got guys working on a guy working on leadership and a guy working on offense and a guy working on linebackers and the guy, you know, so all these guys are pulling things together and, you know, we've made it the best possible experience that Naperville North can provide for our players. What's, uh, I guess, what's your confidence level at in terms of playing football in late August? Well, I, I told, I told our kids, you know, probably about June 1st that, I was probably at about 80%. I'm probably about 95%, you know, and, and that's a, there's a 5% uh, standard deviation, you know, percentage of error equated in there. So I, I feel real good about us playing. I don't know if I feel real good about us playing in front of 4,000 people. Yeah. But I, I do feel really good about us playing and our kids getting a great experience and getting the opportunity to um, show what we have, I think, you know, I think we have a really good product. I think we have a lot of good kids coming back, so we'd like to get that opportunity to get back on the field. Why do you feel so confident? Well, anytime you return 16 or 17 kids that started the last game of the year. Oh, no, no. I mean, I was, I mean in terms of oh. confident in, that you're going to play. Well, I just, I, I like the way we're progressing. I really do, and I think, I think we're starting to get to the point that um, people realize the benefits of the social and emotional stuff that comes from sports, and uh, I think we we need it. And I think it's something that um, you know, unless something goes dramatically wrong, you know, we were told probably in early early May that you know from different avenues I had heard that we would that there was no chance we'd have a summer camp. And now, you know, we've had strength and conditioning. Now they're talking about having 20 contact days in July. So, you know, um, we went from no chance to now moving forward. And I think that that bodes well for us. Do you, equipment-wise, do you see it being possible to, um, you know, I'm seeing these uh, visors online that the NFL is looking at, um, possible, you know, N95-type masks that they might be wearing. Do you see equipment-wise a lot of changes being made at the high school level with visors and I don't can you even play football with a mask? I, I don't. It doesn't seem reasonable, but um, do you see a lot of that stuff kind of happening? You know, I, I, I mean, I'll be honest, Kevin. I I'm not I'm not a doctor at all. Um, sometimes I feel like I slept in a holiday in last night, but I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm definitely not a guy that would have any idea of where we're headed with it. I'm going to do what, what the people that are paid and have degrees and all that say to do and, um, and move from there. So if they tell us we got to wear a mask and our kids can figure it out and they tell us it's safe because they can breathe right and all that. And you know, if that, if that's what it takes to play football, then let's, let's do it. You know, that to me, that's the biggest thing. Our kids, you know, watching our kids not be able to play, play spring sports and, and taking that away from them and having, you know, different things go on and watching youth sports play a little bit and not having high school sports go is, um, I think we got to get back on the field somehow in a safe fashion. I mean, obviously we can't. 
dealing with risks, but um, there's going to be small risks. But if we can find a way to get it done, let's get back on the field and let's play. Um, I think it's great for kids, and you know, football's a great game, and there's a lot more to be learned from football than just the game of football. So, you know, we're excited to get them back out there, and you know, having kids on time at 6:45, that you know, that's an interesting topic but our kids were on time ready to go and that's part of the learning process so it was great great to be out there today yeah i think a lot of kids probably had trouble sleeping last night because they were excited about it um they've probably never been more excited about conditioning in their lives but um and yeah, I, will... I saw a lot of normally we have a lot of very sleepy kids um on our early workouts um and without many smiles and we, we had a lot of kids that are happy to be there, and we, we had a lot of coaches that were happy to be there, too. You know, yeah. chance to get, a, get out and, and get back at it and coach kids. And I think that's why a lot of us are involved in coaching is we enjoy the mentorship and, and that piece. And it, it was nice to be at least back on a field. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah I want to football, and I want to work with, you know, kids on their techniques and stuff like that. But... We're not at that point, and, and when we are, we'll, we'll get to it. And we'll get ready, but right now, it was just good to have some interaction with kids and seeing the kids interact with other kids was nice, too. And I will stop referring to you as Dr. Drendel. Yeah, I mean, I don't have that degree. Okay. That'd be my sister. Oren, you got uh, any closing questions or anything? I'm just wondering what this is doing to the football program budget, you know, buying all these thermometers and footballs and hand sanitizers and good, you know, masks and who knows what else. Yeah, that's yeah you know, um, I, I think this falls under the strength and conditioning program currently. So <laughs> the uh, thermometers and that all comes from athletics and, you know, we'll gladly take those types of things. I, I mean, like I said, Today's operation we had a couple different a couple of different time periods when we left um, fifteen minutes after our kids left another group came in. Um, so, you know, our athletic program had a, a pretty big operation going on and they, they did a great job. We had, I mean there was dan- our dance team was out there, our wrestlers, our basketball, our soccer, you know, I mean you name it. There's all different sports out there, lacrosse, girls lacrosse. You know, I, I mean, so it was pretty cool to see all the athletes come together and get it get it done. And you know, I think I think we had something like forty some different pods on the fields. You know, of the squares and, and like I said, it, our our buildings and grounds guys did a great job. Um, Roy and Tony did an outstanding job to get it done. And, um, you know, Bob Quinn did a great job with organizing and our strength coaches had a, had a nice plan put together. And, um, Kevin Benaj and Jason McCrosky did, did a great job. So it was a well-run operation. And of course, you know, Mrs. Kavanaugh's always keeping it together. So, you know, we did, we did great. They did a great job to make it nice and easy on us coaches to get our kids out there and get going. And, uh, the the stadium field is being torn up right now, right or no? So you're, yeah, so on, you're I, on practice I, fields. We did not. They didn't break ground on it today. I think they're breaking ground on it next Monday. But you know, you got to draw those pods out and have them marked out perfectly. So it wasn't going to be a. It it probably wasn't going to get done out there anyways. You know, we 
we wanted somewhere where we could put, you know, 15 pods, and we couldn't we couldn't do that on our fields anyway. Yeah. So on our on our big field. Um, can, can you do all you need to do within that pod? I, I don't know how big the pods are. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest. I don't know the exact number of what it is, but it's it's enough to keep the social distancing. You know exactly what the state rules were. I think six feet in between each kid, um, nine kids in a group. So you know, do the math on that. And you know, yeah. I think there were twenty, thirty-yard boxes in length. You know, so we had, and then another was it fifteen yards in, be, or I'm sorry, fifteen feet before the next group was, or fifteen yards. So I, whatever the dimensions were, I think or. I, I, that's not my thing. Yeah, uh, we had that. it like two and T. They had it marked out. They had the tape measures out, all those types of things. So it was a great operation. You know, they pulled it off without a hitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob Quinn told me they were uh, they were planning on fifteen boxes, and they were seventy five by fifty five feet apiece, and they were thirty feet apart. Correct, and then that was just for the football area. We had another, I think they had another 25 boxes over on where our soccer fields are at for our cross country and all. So, I mean, like we had, it was going, it was going pretty good. I mean, there was a lot of kids out there, like you said, they did a great job with it. Well, I guess in in closing here, before we wrap up, um, tell us a little bit about the 2020 team. Uh, Obviously a lot of, a lot of, Familiar faces back. I know you had some talent coming up. Um, what are we looking at from the Huskies in, in 2020? I, I think you're going to find a team that works extremely hard. Um, that, as we saw today, is, is very dedicated, um, wants to wants to perform at a high level. Um, and they're, we're, we're going to be a tough group. You know, we're, we're, we return a lot of kids on defense. A lot of kids up front, which makes uh, for a rugged style of football. But that doesn't uh, negate that we're pretty talented at uh, some of the skill positions. So we will be, I believe, we will be a very good team and a team to be reckoned with. Um, And I I haven't felt this good since, you know, a couple, three years back when we won a conference title. So I would not, um, I wouldn't sleep on the Huskies. I'm just, I've never, I've said this before, but I've never meant it more. I can't wait to see you guys play. Amen. Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> Let's just hope it happens. Let's keep heading in the right direction and do all the right things yep. and, and get this going again. Yep, like I said, today was a step in the right direction, and the more we can keep making those steps and, and doing things the right way and, you know, like we appreciate our support from our athletic department. We appreciate our support from our parents. They've trusted everything we we've, we've done and said, and it's been it's been good working with everyone. Well, I mean, we're so close, and we've already put in so much sacrifice and everything. Let's just finish strong and, and get this thing taken care of. That's the way I'm looking at yep. it. Do everything right, and let's let's get this going again. That's definitely our approach. We're we're on the same boat. Yeah. All right, so we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, Naperville North coach Sean Drendel joining us on this week's edition of Tailgating with Kevin and Oren. 
Sean, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're uh, thankfully a busy guy again, and uh, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your guys' time and all you guys do at the Daily Herald. All right. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Good to talk to you. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. All right. That was Naperville North football coach Sean Drendel joining us. And uh, that guy's fired up to get going, huh? Can you blame him? I don't know. I'm fired up. He got me fired up. Yeah. I mean, he, he sounded awful confident about uh, playing again in August. I, I hope he's right. Oh, boy. Don't. I really, really want to get back at it. You know, I'm tired of sitting on the sidelines, and I'm sure those guys are too, especially the kids, you know. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and you could, I mean, 140 football kids show up just for basic conditioning. I mean, they're they're ready to get after it. With smiles on their faces, you know. Yeah, at 6.45 in the morning. Yeah, you wouldn't see me uh, smiling at 6.45 in the morning, that's for sure. No, I was just getting to bed at 6.45 in the morning, so... (laughs) Night owl. Yeah, um, yeah, the part of the job being a night owl. Yeah, exactly. Hard to break that. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, we appreciate you listening to this week's edition of Tailgating with Kevin and Oren as Dave Overhelling conti- continues to be on assignment. Um, you can find our podcast. Uh, this one will be on our football focus website. That's football.dailyherald.com. Uh, We are hosted by SoundCloud. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, So that's going to wrap it up this week. We appreciate you joining us, and uh, we hope you all have a great week. And uh, thank you for listening to this week's edition of Tailgating with Kevin and Oren. Take care, everyone. Stay healthy, everyone. Thanks for listening.